Hello everyone, I'm Denise Boggs, and I want to welcome you as we journey together through Healing the Heart. Welcome back. We're going to go a little deeper this time. I love healing the heart because as the heart is being healed, I'm telling you, you're going to progress in areas in your life that had been stuck, just shut down. And so today what we're going to talk about is how the vows we make, the vows we make to ourselves, the promises we make to ourselves, when we are children, really, or teenagers, but especially in childhood when you're hurt by a parent and you can say, I'll never be like my dad. I'll never be controlling like my mom. I remember saying it. I do. I remember. You may remember also. I remember saying, my, I will never trust my dad again. And then I remember making the vow, I can't trust anyone. I'll take care of myself. That's a vow as well. I will take care of myself. Now, in Proverbs, I want you to look at the scriptures. Proverbs says this, and it's Proverbs 20, 24, and 25. It says, the steps of a man or a woman, are ordered by the Lord. They're ordered by the Lord. Our steps are ordered according to who God's called us to be and His plan and purpose for our lives. He's ordered our steps. But do you know that when we speak a vow, we reorder our steps. We reorder our steps. We go in a different way. And it says it's a trap or a snare to a man, a snare of the enemy, to rashly speak a vow. It's a snare to your soul. In King James, it says it's a snare to the soul. So the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so you can rashly, oh, I'll never, that's rashly, I'll never. Those are vows. And it becomes a snare to your soul because now you're locked up. You're locked up, your soul, your mind. The way you think, the way you feel, even the, your actions are locked up according to the vow you made. How never is a vow. Now think about it. Everybody think. What vows did you make? What vows did you make and redirect and reorder the steps? God had the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He leads us in a path of righteousness. He leads us. He has our steps ordered. But when we rashly make a vow, then we are saying, I don't, I'm going to do it my way. I will, I will not do such and such. Okay, now for me, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my vow. When I vowed, when my dad left, and I vowed, I'll never trust anybody to take care of me. I'll take care of myself. Now, that was a promise that I made. Now, that was not me saying I'm going to trust God to take care of me. No, that was completely locking myself, my soul, out of the plan of God, because I'm going to take care of myself. God had a plan for me. 
He had a plan. But when I said, I'll take care of myself, I locked myself away from the plan and purpose of God. And now I'm relying on my own strength, my own plans, my own purpose. I've got this thing planned out. Guess what? I was only nine. (laughs) Excuse me? I can remember at 10, I'll take care of myself. I don't need anybody. I'll take care of myself. So you have to understand something. We can make vows that we don't even know the power of a vow that we have just we have just activated a powerful force that we have no idea because the very thing we vow many times is the very thing that has us locked up. We're locked up. We have come against the plan and purpose of God. At least that's the way it was in my vow. Now, my husband vowed, no woman will tell me what to do. Oh, my goodness. So he would hear everything I would say to him through the vow. You hear through your vows. You hear. His vow was, no woman will tell me what to do. So I could ask him to go get a gallon of milk the grocery store. And he's hearing me. She's telling me what to do. So by the time he can, comes home with a gallon of milk, he's upset. He's mad because I told him what to do. I didn't know I'm telling him what to do. But see, his vow was in his mind, the way he interpreted what I'm saying was based on the vow. Okay? So his vow was different than my vow. His vow would be an interpretation. My vow was an action. I am going to take care of myself. So I'm going to be doing what I want to do. And then I just thought of this. In a sense, he's not going to tell me what to do either. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do what I want to do. So do you see how even in a marriage, your vows can affect... (laughs) The two becoming one, the two, the marriage vows. I have I found this in, in our ministry that your vows you make to yourself will be in direct conflict with your marriage vows. And so vows that were made in childhood or teenage years need to be recognized because your marriage vow is saying now, I'm going to love you. I'm going to share my life with you, and, and, and then your spouse is the same way. But in every area where you've made a vow to yourself, you can't share with your spouse. You're in self-preservation. You're taking care of yourself. So I want everybody to consider working through the vows so that you can get back in alignment with the steps of God. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The plan, the purpose that God has for you. You've got to get back in line with what he's called you to. So you've got to recognize every vow that's blocking and hindering you from carrying on and carrying out the plan and purpose of God. Again, go to our website. Look at the Stony Heart book. You might want to consider that one. You might want to consider another one of the books called Generational Iniquity because your vows can come even out of 
generational things. That you vow, I'll never be like my grandpa. He lost everything, and now you're losing everything financially. Because you vowed, I'll never be like him. But you've, been, you've carried it on. So generational iniquity can have an, a factor in vows we make. So consider getting that, that workbook as well, working through it. And we are setting up a system in our ministry where we're going to help you as you work through these, these materials that if you would like to have someone work with you personally through them, we're going to make ourselves available for that. And then, of course, there's a Healing the Heart Retreat where you come and begin to understand in a deeper way how painful things have an effect on you and how stones form in the heart, you make vows, and then you get locked up in these cycles, these reoccurring cycles, out of a vow because it is. It's a snare to your soul. All right, I hope this has helped you. And uh, go to our website and get the materials to help you. God bless you.